and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And we just want to talk about smut. Today is our bi-weekly episode, and that's where we go through all the books that we've been reading in the last two weeks and give our opinions on them. As always, these are just our opinions. It's not that deep. If we like something you don't like or vice versa, don't take it personal. We're all going to move on and be okay. So neither of us really read a lot this week uh, or these last two weeks, I don't think. Neither of us prepared for today. So we're it's going to be chill. It's just, <laughs> if we ramble, sorry, guys. But we're just going to be going off the top of our head here. Usually I write <laughs> out like a whole thing that I'm going to read off of and blah, blah, blah. And today you're, you're getting raw, unfiltered. <laughs> and it's just a normal biweekly for me. I'm almost always flying by the seat of my pants. So. Yeah. Usually I try to like collect my thoughts first. But you know what? It didn't happen this time. All right. You want to start, Kelsey? Sure. Okay. So. I'm reading one that Courtney's already talked about before. It's the Murder Sprees and Mute Decrees series. I'm actually, I'm on book two right now. But basically, it's about um, this mute guy. So he can't speak. His vocal cords were removed when he was two months old. Um, He's been in like multiple mass murders before. So when this heavily armored guy storms into the diner that he's working at and kills all the people in there, he like doesn't even bat an eye. He just decides like, oh, this is my future husband. I'm going to marry him. And then he sees him again killing somebody and he's like, oh, yep, that's my future husband. And then he sees him again and he's like, okay, at this point it's weird that I've seen him three times. And every time he's killing people, like what the hell is the deal here? And so they end up getting to know each other and like he he tells him right off the bat, like you're my future husband, I'm going to marry you, like I love you already, you know. Come to find out the dude is a reaper and he hires him to be his harbinger. And so I think that's how it's pronounced. If it's not, my bad. Harbinger? <laughs> Harbinger, is that what it says? I'm pretty sure it's Harbinger. I have it open right here. You would think it would say it on the damn page I was on. Harbinger, yep, you're right. Cool. And so, anyways, they end up going along, and he finds this other guy that he just, like, gets a good vibe about, and he takes him and basically claims him. Now they have an adopted son that's 15 years older than him, and then... They, in the second book, that guy gets taken, like, their their adopted son, but they find another guy who thought he was a hostage, and I'm at the point right now where they just claimed him as well, so I don't know what's going to happen, but it's um the cutest fucking books ever. They are so funny. They're so cute, and it's really, so, um at least the first book is really low steam. Like, I yeah. don't think there's, I think there's only, like, one, maybe two, like, love scenes, but it's so freaking funny. And the plot, it just draws you in. There's so much sass. I love it. I'm actually not even finished with the second book either. But oh my god, I am I love this author's just writing style. It's so amazing. It's, it's adorable. Yeah. It is seriously like I'm I can't believe I waited this long to read it. And it's just the funniest, cutest book. Like he just straight up 
claims people and is like, well, I decided you're my son now. I don't care how much older you are than me. You're my son. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just yeah. so cute. Well, and they, and they all just kind of run with it. Like the, yeah. the harbinger Fox, he's like, yeah, no, listen to your mother, kids. Like, or Papa. Or yeah, li- listen to your papa. He's yeah. just, he's so cute. It's I love it. It's so hilarious. Um, it's a male male. I don't know if I said that or not. It's a male yeah. male, but it is highly recommend if you want something light. I, I'm really I laughed clean. out loud. A few yeah, times. I've been really enjoying myself. I stayed up for a little while last night reading it instead of going to bed. Like it's just it's really good. I'm impressed. All right. Uh, so my next one is uh, the King of Flesh and Bone. Uh, it's the Pale Court series. I read both book one and two. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is on the book talk side of TikTok, but um, Wait, who's it's, the author? Uh, sorry, it's Liv Zander. But so on on TikTok, there's this book uh, that a few people have talked about, where it's like, oh, when the main character, the main male character, breaks the girl's legs, you know, so she can't run away. And all the fans are like, oh, but he fixes them. Okay, I didn't realize that that was this book. It's this book. So uh, what happens is there is a woman, the main female character. She, it starts out where she, uh, her husband has died and he died without her giving him a child. So she's, she's known to her town as like being the barren one. You know, she's an unwoman because she had, she never bore her husband a child. And so everybody blamed her. And um, in this series, this world, uh, the, when the dead die, they come back as like these zombies kind of, because the king of death, the God of death, whatever has closed his gates and refuses to let the souls pass. And he refuses to let the bodies rot. So they come back and they're not, you know, they don't, they're just trapped. And so they're kind of like wandering zombies. And so the main female character has kind of, like taken to, you know, she's like, I'm not going to abandon my husband in death, even though, you know, he wasn't a very good husband. Like he, he sucked, but you know, it's, it's kind of set in like an olden day setting. So you're not expecting like a whole lot of equality as far as like, you know, it goes. Uh, Anyway, so she ends up getting taken and dragged to the gate of the, I guess, underworld, the Pale Court, which is where the King of Flesh and Bone resides. And he sees her and he's like, I wouldn't say enamored. I, I wouldn't say that, but he he likes her. He likes her sass. He likes the fact that she doesn't really take his shit. And he kind he decides to keep her, you know? And so there's quite a bit of plot and I don't want to go too, too far into detail, but, um, yeah, so he does break her legs uh, quite a few times. He does a lot of really, really, really messed up stuff to her. And I mean, she kind of doesn't really have a choice, but to take it because, uh, he's a God and she's human. He also, he does tell her though. He was like, you know, you're not barren. Like I'll give you a baby. And that's all she's ever wanted was a child. So he, you know, he straight up says, you know, your husband was the problem. And why are you so loyal to this, you know, this man who didn't treat you well and was, you know, he couldn't even give you a child. Meanwhile, you broke her fucking legs. Yeah. Okay. To like, to, yeah, he was a piece of shit. Oh, dude, book two is way worse. Okay. Book oh one, it ends so happy, but like, like okay. Would you-, would you recommend this book? I would. I would. I know how awful it seems. Like, I'm a huge fan of the villain getting the girl. Like, 
and in, in, in this context, I know how bad it sounds. It doesn't happy. She, you know, is very strong, but I would mostly recommend it for the storyline and plot, not necessarily the romance aspect. It's a good freaking book. Okay. The other gods, like it's, it's a good, good, good story. I don't recommend it for the romance aspect. The sex is not bad though. Uh, once you get past the non consensual parts. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I can't. I can't. I, I'm currently drinking a Red Bull, so I got a little bit of spunk in me. Not that kind of spunk. So I'm. My next one is a Shadow Beast. I just spit my drink all over my microphone. What the fuck, Kelsey? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I do this? I think I can do this. Okay, the next one I have is the Shadow Beast Shifters series by Jamin Eve. So this was actually really, really good. I I had put it off. It was on my to-be-read for a long time, um, but but I finally read it, and I'm really happy that I did. It was super good. So so basically, the first couple is the first, I think, three books, and then the books after that are standalones, but you kind of have to read the rest. Like, you have to to read the first ones to get the full plot point basically so the first couple she is a wolf shifter and her dad had tried to kill the alpha and when he did he was murdered and then basically like shamed his family's name so she was tormented the rest of her life growing up she was like extremely bullied, ostracized by everyone, just, you know, just completely tormented. Nobody had any respect for her. Nobody ever tried to save her. Everybody would just like turn their heads when they saw her getting beat up or whatever, except for one um, girl that she was friends with. But, you know, she was also just a wolf shifter. Like they don't get their wolf until they turn 22. And so, Neither of them was 22, so she couldn't really do anything either, like, except be there for her friend afterwards. So, anyways, she decides to run away, and, like, before she gets her wolf, and then it comes time that it's, like, almost time for her to get her wolf, and her pack finds her and brings her back for her first shift. So, she shifts, and she finds out that her faded mate is the alpha son and he has been like her biggest tormentor since her dad tried to kill the alpha and he immediately rejects her and says no and then he like does some shitty stuff he's just not a good person she somehow like in her torment is managing to tap into the shadow realm which like you shouldn't be able to do and when she's getting tormented she calls out for the shadow beast and the shadow beast is basically their god he's the one that created the shifters but he's spoken about like the devil so he's not a nice man he's not a good man he's not really there for your best interest but he is their creator and so he shows up and immediately kills the alpha and kidnaps the female main character and he takes her to his library that he created and basically the library is like got all the portals to all the different worlds and one of the portals is blocked it's like got a cursed door or whatever. I don't remember exactly what 
the case was, but it was blocked and it was the door to the shadow realm. So nobody has been able to touch the shadow realm in like 2000 years or something. And all of a sudden this random wolf shifter can touch the shadow realm. And so that's why he kidnapped her was to figure out like how to break the curse on the door so he can go home because he's supposed to be the one ruling over the shadow realm and he was betrayed. Anyways, throughout this time that they're trying to figure everything out, they for one fall in love and for two find out that she is not just as she seems. She's not just a wolf shifter and that's why she's able to touch the shadow realm. I'm not going to say what she is because that's a major spoiler. Yeah, it's so it's a really, really good book. It's got great storylines. She is sassy AF and he is broody and alpha AF and and he's got friends and his friends like her friends and that's where the second book comes in. So she made friends with Angel who um, is from another world and she kind of didn't talk to anybody for hundreds of years and kept to herself. And then I think the first female main character's name is Mira. Um, And Mira is like, no, like I'm going to be your friend because she's pushy and sassy as fuck. And so they end up bonding. And anyway, so in Angel's book, she's had issues with Reese, one of the shadow beasts friends for like a thousand years or something and they it's like a for sure enemies to lovers they've been like butting heads lately more than normal and like they have to go into his world like the desert world or whatever to do something i don't know put down the gods or whatever and uh they kind of are forced to confront the fact that they have been on opposing sides of each other for, you know, a thousand years because come to find out, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but come to find out they used to be together before and they had ended up forming a bond with each other before. And so it's kind of messed them up not being even friendly with each other for a thousand years and so it's it's their story of finding their way back together and all that defeating the the gods. And then um that leads into the third couple which was Simone uh which is the girl that Mira was friends with back when she was just a shifter. So the girl that like couldn't really do anything to help her but always stayed by her side and supported her. So Simone has some kind of history with Lucian. Simone has some kind of history with Lucian, but she's been uh come- so in in uh the the desert world uh in that yeah. book Simone there's trouble brewing or whatever so Simone gets sent with Lucian back to Valder because they don't want her to get hurt and they assign Lucian to like protect her. And so I thought that happened in Mira's book. Uh, I thought it was in book four, but it, you know what? You're right. It might have been book. But, yeah. So that's how they she gets sent to Valder and they have like history and there's like flashbacks of what happens. Yeah. So basically she had like a compulsion on her. So, you know, something happened when she was with him, but you don't know what happened until her book. But basically in the beginning of her book, he tells her you have to come back to the vampire world and speak with the council and they 
set her up in some fucked up version of The Bachelorette where the two, what is it, like tier one masters or whatever it is, are going to pick mates. And it's Lucian and this other guy, I think his name is Carter. Everybody wants to become their mates. And so they're trying to sabotage her because she's the whole reason why they like started this whole contest thing. After they are going through and trying to figure out what's going on and survive these challenges and blah, 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 blah. They find out that basically what had happened was she touched this like magical stone that they have and it awoke something inside of her and it sent out a signal to Carter. And that's what basically happened that she was like had the compulsion not to talk about. So as she's going through, she ends up becoming a vampire wolf hybrid So, but the only person that really knows what's going on is Lucian, and he is like, I don't want a mate, and I don't want kids, and I don't want anything to do with that, like, it fucked up my parents, and they're dead now, and like, I don't know, it's just kind of their story of coming together, like, where he's very reluctant to have a mate, and she worms her way into his heart. And then there's somebody else trying to, you know, steal her out from under him. That's the gist. I loved that series so much. Me too. I can't wait for the next I one hope whenever it's that's Len. Out. I really, really hope it that it's the Fae. Oh my God. It is. And Sam. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I'm so excited. Sam's another wolf shifter. Yeah. I, I think it's all going to be like her friends or like the people from her pack or, yeah. you know, Things like that, just just to keep the, you know, friends with friends thing alive. But yeah. I'm so excited. All right. Uh, so my next book is Purity. It's by Skylar Mason. I also found this book off of TikTok, but this one's actually good. So let's see. So the main female character, uh, she grew up extremely religious, and in the purity culture part of religion where like that was heavily heavily influenced. Where she got like a purity ring from her dad, and you know she was told that she could only ever have any sort of intimate contact with, you know, her, her future husband and things like that. And so I think this is her last year of college and she kind of sits down before like her last, her last year. And she, she's kind of breaking down the the toxic purity culture norm that's going on, you know, like she's never really, she's never drank anything. She's never uh, had, you know, she's never had sex, obviously. And even kissing people, like she's never done anything of that sort with anybody. And she's been best friends with this guy Cole since I want to say middle school, but they always remained friends because when they first met, he really liked her, but she flat out was like, you know, we can be friends, but I'm only ever going to be with somebody who is religious and things like that. And he was like, that's not my gig. I'm an atheist. I don't want to really do that. So they became best friends, but they kind of always had like crushes on each other. He, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's hit. It's her last year in college and he just graduated. So um, he starts to go to work for like his family's company and he's rich. She's, I want to say middle class. He watched his dad cheat on his mother like he walked in on his dad with somebody else when he was younger so it kind of like destroyed his faith in love and stuff like that so he's always he's kind of a playboy he slept around stuff like that when she comes to him and she's like hey so I want to lose my virginity like this summer 
you know, I, I'm, I'm throwing away all that, you know, my, I still have my faith, but you know, I, I, I don't want the toxic parts of it. So he's kind of like, he's overprotective to the max. Like he's, he's trying to tell her, you know, oh, Hey, like, don't, don't do that. It kind of comes across, uh, really a little bit overbearing just because she wants it to be with him. And he kind of says no at first because, you know, he, he doesn't want to ruin like what they have in their friendship and stuff like that. But she, she's like, well, if you're not going to do it, fine. I'll go find somebody else to do it. And, you know, so it stirs up a little bit. They end up agreeing to have this, like, contract where they will have sex and she will lose her virginity before the summer is over. You know, they're best friends. And she's like, oh, it won't affect our friendship and stuff like that. But she's kind of hoping that he'll see that, like, she's the one for him. And he's kind of, like, terrified because he's like, I don't believe in love. And like, you know, I'm an atheist. And she's always said that she would only marry someone in her faith. And so there's a little bit going on. Her best friend is also kind of in the faith and but like definitely uh, not keeping to certain functions with it. They end up there's you know, there's there's some angst going on with like their relationship and uh, him having to work on himself and her having to really break down especially with her family like her sister is not very uh I wouldn't say not welcoming but her sister definitely like doesn't understand because they were taught with these heavy foundations of like this is how you have to be to be a good Christian and so she's trying to be like you know I can still have my faith and not necessarily entertain certain parts of what we were taught and so there, there's a lot going on it's I really liked it I didn't I felt like it was really abrupt at the end, like the ending didn't satisfy the way I wanted it to, but it was good. It was a good, it was a good friends to lovers. It sounds good. It sounds like something I would like. I think you would. Um, I recommended okay. it before it was out, yeah. but now that it's out, I really think you should read it. Eventually. I don't know. We we have a project coming up, which speaking of, the next one that I read was the one that our last episode was on. I'm not going to get into it because if you want to hear about it, you should listen to that episode and read along with us. It was uh, Death Blooms by Yolanda Olson. And holy shit, it was a, it was a ride. Huh, oh, Courtney? my God. I can't with that. I, I really, really loved doing the episode. And I loved the read-along aspect. But, oh, man. It was, it was a roller coaster for sure. Yeah. The book was wild. So if you're interested in that, basically what we do with that episode is we check in at certain parts in the book and we'll tell you when we're checking in in that episode. Yeah, if you wanted to read along and have your real-time emotions with our real-time emotions, you should because that book was a ride for sure. And it was uh, it, it was my favorite episode, I think, that we've recorded so far. It was so much fun. But anyways, so the book after that I read was Reese by Candace Wright. And it was good. I love all of Candace Wright's books. Basically, this is part of her Candy Girl series. Um, I think I talked about, well, both of us have talked about Dulce at one point or another. But this is book two in that series. And Reese is like the fighter of the group. That's um, like when they need somebody to be able to fight. Like Reese is going to be the girl. Because in her life before she got picked up by the candy girls she was malice and so she gets a job back in her hometown where she has to step back into the role of malice and she goes back to the gym that she actually owns and meets up with some guys who are also in the fighting circuit 
and might have some information that she needs because people are, you know, going off the street missing or ending up in death matches that they would have never signed up for and she's trying to get to the bottom of it. Along the way, she, you know, gets these guys. There's four of them. I think four of them. One, two, three, four. Yeah. They all have their own things. Here's the thing with some of Candace Wright's books. They're a little bit fast burn. They don't spend as much time on like relationship aspects, I feel like, as some other books because they're almost more focused on like the kick-ass aspect of them, I think. I don't know. Do you feel that way, Courtney? I do. Uh, so I haven't finished Reese, but um, I I get where you're what you're saying because even in Dulce, uh, it kind of it was very sex heavy. You know, fast we're in sex yeah. heavy, but yeah, you're right. The actual emotional part of the relationship wasn't as focused on. And then at the end, you're like, oh, cool, they're just all together, and there's a harem going on, and like you know, there's it ties it up in a nice little bow, but you don't feel really an, an emotional connection between the harem and you. The woman. You kind of have to. You kind of have to like infer that the emotions are there and that they're developing because like what she does when she's writing is she'll like skip forward like three weeks later or one month later, two months later. And it's like, you know that these people have been together that whole time. Like just because you're not seeing it the whole time doesn't mean that like you don't know. And so I don't know. It's just one of those things where you kind of have to assume that their relationship is naturally progressing, even though you're not with them every step of the way. I agree. And I, you know, I know we talked about when you, when you did uh, Dulce's book that uh, this wasn't necessarily your favorite, just, but I, I feel like a lot of her other books do at least I feel like her underestimated series really focused a little bit more on the emotional connection, but then again, it was also male, female. No, the underestimated series is all just kidding. Uh, The, what was the one? The twist. uh, uh, Fuck. The one after the underestimated Fair series. enough. All right. Just kidding, guys. So this, her male-female series was a lot more emotionally connected than I feel like the I, her reverse harems are. I feel like, well, yeah, and that's another thing. When you're dealing with reverse harem standalones, you're going to lose some of that connection. Like, it doesn't matter. It's going to be more fast burn than if it's a series, no matter what. That's just the way that the cookie crumbles otherwise you're gonna have like a 700 page long standalone um at that point it might as well be a series you know so i think it just depends but some of i don't know some of her reverse harems do really get the emotional depth it just depends but these books seem to be pretty fast burn pretty focused on the you know plot more so than the romance which is fine i still think they're good books i would still recommend them candace Wright writes a badass female like no other and the storylines are always so good too like the actual yeah you know i would read them even if they were less sex heavy like i don't get me wrong i love a good sex scene but like i would definitely have a lot of regardless yeah um i do yeah i really liked it and there's a character in this book with did which i thought was awesome I felt like in comparison to other books that I've read that have characters that have DID in them, I felt like she probably did a better job at trying to like actually like do her research and then make it work in the aspect of like, you know, I don't have DID. I don't know the ins and outs. I'm sorry if I get it wrong. Like she kind of like, yeah. 
And so no, I I've read thought, a, I've read a few cool. books that didn't really hit the mark with it as well. Yeah, like she kind of made it clear like that you know shitting about it, but she's trying. And that was cool. I liked that. Because it I don't know. I like I I watch people on YouTube and stuff that have DID and like I just want I don't know. I I'm one of those people that I kind of want to be aware of everything, you know? <laughs> like I just kind of want to have a grasp on everything that I can, even if it's just a small grasp. And so I've done some research on DID, not a lot. I would never claim to be an expert, but like I'm not completely ignorant to it either. And so I just thought that was cool that, you know, she definitely tried. And I, you know, I don't have DID. I can't say whether or not she hit the mark, but I just thought it was nice to see a character like not portrayed in the stereotypical multiple personalities you know one of them's got to be evil blah 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 kind of way i agree and you know that's what i like about candace right there's a couple other times where she's had books where there's been like you know certain uh situations where i feel like she does her research a little more yeah. than you know like with ptsd and stuff like that she does she does her research her research really well yeah so i liked that about her yeah, me too. I, I'm just a Candace Wright fan. Like, every, for sure. I've read every single one of her books. Oh, speaking of, before we move on to the next one. Well, actually, I think that, that might have been my last one, actually. Candace Wright announced that she is doing another underestimated novel. Like, she said it was done after the last one, but she's announced a new, another one. It's on pre-order. Ooh. So how I, I don't that? know. <laughs> I'm so confused because I feel like we clean. She cleaned it up so well with the. I have no idea who it's gonna be. I have no idea. Oh, I'm excited now. All right. Well, cool. Maybe it's gonna be a second generation. That would be nice. Maybe all of these, all of them have kids now. Yeah. Like every single one of them was either pregnant and or having children when all of that went down. Yeah, I I have no idea. I think it's called Throne of Lies. I could be wrong because that's right off the top of my head. Fair but, enough. Ooh. Yeah. And it doesn't right. have a blurb or anything yet. It's just it's just there on pre-order. Well, I'm going to have to go at it. All right. So I'm going to move on. My next one, and you said this was your last one? That, that was my last one. I went on vacation. I didn't get a lot of reading done. Fair enough. All right. Well, then this will be my last one. This will be a short one. So my next one and last is going to be Monster Roommate. It's part of the Hell's Bells and Demon Deals world by Amanda Aggie. Uh, so here's the thing. I I read this book as a standalone. It's the first and only book I've ever read by this author. And while this is the first in this series, I feel like this series is a spinoff of another series. I haven't double checked, but I'm pretty sure that it is because it starts off to where you completely think that it's a standalone. And then like the further you get into it, you're like, I feel like I'm missing some context here. Uh, so, and I have not gone back and read what the context could be but so basically it starts with nora she is dead she's a ghost she was murdered by her roommate in like the most horrible way too like so they bought a house together and then uh her roommate stabbed her with a fork in the neck and killed her and then buried her body in the garden in the back uh that's not a spoiler by the way it's literally i'm pretty sure it's in the blurb to be honest with you so nora's a ghost and she's been haunting the house and so uh she kind of got you know, angry and like kind of haunted her roommate a little bit because her roommate was also sleeping with her boyfriend. Like, 
at the same time, like to add insult to injury, you know, so she's now kind of stuck in this house. She's, you know, and the roommate moves out and decides to rent out the house and she rents it, happens to rent it out to a guy named Landon, who's a vampire. And so uh, she's never been seen before, but when vampire, when, when Landon moves in, he can see her. Like he, he starts to move all of his stuff in and he's like, wait a he's like oh who are you and she's like holy shit somebody can see me and so she straight up tells him she was like yeah i was i was murdered by my roommate like please you know help me and landon is kind of like a playboy vampire he wasn't the most likable at first he was kind of like a cocky alpha hole which is what she calls him and so he's like well you know you have two options you can either find your door which is for her to move on her spirit to move on or he can call a witch to essentially rip her soul to pieces and like send her away, you know, and get rid of her. And so she, she agrees that she'll find her door within, I, I think it's like a couple of weeks. So uh, while this is happening, they kind of like start having a little bit of an attraction to each other and they're getting to know each other. And, you know, she, I feel like she acts normal for someone who was murdered by their previous best friend slash co-owner roommate you know i i feel like she acts normally and he kind of is just like he's kind of a jerk about it he's like oh you know what why are you so upset about being dead just move on and don't be mad anymore and she was like dude i was literally murdered like six months ago like i have not had a chance to move on so as they're developing feelings you know he kind of is like oh well i'm gonna find a way to like bring you back I don't want to go too, too far, but because uh, it would be a spoiler if I, you know, gave it away, but it doesn't happy. And there is a part where there's like a, a school or something where he teaches. He's like a professor at a school for like supernaturals. And um, this is where I'm saying that I think that this is a spinoff of a different series because there is a lot going on that I have zero context for and so it's it's super good though like it ended really well I liked the relationship progression because because of the fact that she was dead in a ghost they couldn't really touch so there was a lot more build-up and you know the steamy scenes were super good too so that's all I got that sounds good and it also sounds like uh, a spoiler to a different series that I've read like the beginning part of it sounds like the the big wow moment in another series I've read that I didn't like well fair enough I mean like I said I'm I couldn't tell you definitively but and honestly now that I'm looking the series I'm talking about uh, had nothing to do with this it's a different author it wasn't paranormal. Oh, you know what's funny? So the last, the very last book that I actually read and completed is the same author and I didn't even notice. And I was going to talk about it today, but we, uh, you didn't have any more. It was super good. A completely different world though. I, I think that that's so funny. I didn't even notice that the author was the same author. Okay. So next up, we are, we're actually going to start recording it today. I'm so excited. We're going to be reading another Yolanda Olson series. So our last episode, we read Death Blooms, and we found out that that's actually like a prequel novella to another book. But the other character that's in that other book is a part of another series. So we have to like, we're going to backtrack and we're going to read that series. And then after we read that series, then we're going to read that book. So we've got 
a few episodes staying in the Yolanda Olsen realm <laughs> before we do anything else for our read-alongs, but I'm so excited. It was like such a shock factor with Death Blooms that I can't wait to read more of her book. Oh yeah, for sure. And these are actually uh, full books, so it won't be quite as short as the Death Blooms was because that was so short. It was only like 146 pages. Uh, so yeah. we will be starting with Scavengers. It's part of the Malediction Saga. And yeah. so if any of you are looking to read along then that will be the one that you start with and we're i think gonna put the whole series in the next episode so it might be a little bit longer of an episode but i know once we start a series like we're not gonna want to just bitch out and stop yeah (laughs) for for sure and then after that we'll finally get to the book that uh brings back our main character from death blooms as well gray yeah yeah i definitely recommend like uh, okay here's the thing maybe not definitely recommend because not everybody is gonna love these books i'm not sure that we love these books uh i think we love the experience of reading these books because first of all it's dark as fuck there's a lot of shock factor in it it is not going to be for everybody don't eat it or don't eat while reading kind of book and the first one is mail mail which i know is not everybody's jam but like i have a feeling a lot of our listeners like mail mail because our analytics show that you guys really like the mail mail episodes <laughs> so i'm interested to see i don't know if these next books are mail mail or not i know death blooms was but I- i'm i'm ready for it i'm excited yep also i think i'm gonna make a facebook page yes Um, I want to know if people are reading it with us and I want a way for people to communicate with us. So I think I'm going to make a Facebook page and I I will if I do that. Yeah, I know we haven't really had a whole lot of interaction um, with the people who listen to our podcast. Personally, our our email is always in the description or at least I'm pretty sure we try to put it every time. I always do. For those of you who don't know, it's unashamedaslp at gmail.com. But yeah, so we're going to make a Facebook so that we can interact with you guys. Uh, We will definitely have more information on that probably in the next episode or two once it's made and up and running. Neither one of us is very social media savvy, so we'll just have to see how this goes. But hopefully it goes well. (laughs) All right. And then that will definitely be where you guys can go for like updates and like episode covers and stuff like that as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. We will catch you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.